0: much amen you know uh 1996 i was making a transition from my business to becoming full-time pastor and so i had an an agency and i was in the midst of selling that agency and that particular year uh i was in the top 10 percent of all the sales personnel in the in the united states largest insurance company in the world and so they were gonna give uh, these awards away to those top 10% people in Panama City, Florida. Donna and I drove there to go to the, the award ceremonies and got my little trinket, my little award and pat on the back and all that for my achievement. But right a little ways north of Panama City was Pensacola. And the Pensacola Revival was going on at that time. So Donna and I drove to Pensacola and we stayed there for three days. It was an incredible experience. You know, here's the thing. This is for somebody. Hunger will change things. Believe me, hunger will change things. Now, I don't consider myself ignorant though I am ignorant on some subjects. But, you know, I've got five degrees. I'm educated. I'm studied. But I want to tell you something. There's no school like the Holy Spirit. OJT. So when we went there, and this is what I'm talking about, when God moves, when God moves and comes down and moves, you're saying, well, isn't he here now? Yeah, he is. But there's different intensities of manifestation it's just like in a marriage you can get comfortable with one another you're still married and everything's going good but sometimes you got to increase the intensity a little bit do you understand what i'm saying and so we went up there there was we got there at two o'clock in the afternoon and there was a line that was crazy this was a sanctuary that held seven thousand people and they had sub buildings around the main sanctuary And the line was so long, these were people that were hungry. And we stood in line there in Florida in the humidity, in the heat, from 2 until 6. They didn't open the doors until 6 p.m. But you know what? There's something about hunger. It seemed like that wait in that line, standing there in that humidity and heat, it was like 15 minutes. And we didn't even get in the sanctuary. That's how many people were ahead of us. We went to one of the sub-buildings of the sanctuary and watched the revival going on inside the sanctuary on these big TV screens. But the power of God, it was so awesome. It was incredible. The next day, Don and I got up and we decided we're going to get there at 1 o'clock. So we got out there at 1, we waited from 1 till 6, talking about hunger here. And I would go up and down the line, and I would talk to people, why are you here? I was curious, I wanted to know, I know why I was there, I wanted to know why other people were there. And I got some incredible testimonies. The second night that we got in there, we we barely got in there, waiting at 1 o'clock. Don and I are sitting here, and there was a section over here, about three pews in front of us was a kid, about, I'm guessing, 10 years old. This service hasn't even began. We're talking about the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And let me share something with you. If you haven't experienced it, hang on, because he's coming. And your paradigm will shift. So this kid that was up, I was watching him, and he started shaking. You know, the power of God comes on you at different times. You're going to shake. He fell out of his chair. Now, does that mean that that has to be that way? Come on, folks. God is a God of variety. Quit putting him in a little box. Well, God's got to be a... you know a dialectic preacher or something no no God moves in different ways he speaks in different ways he has a variety just like we do I don't wear the same clothes all the time I mean God didn't his operations are not the same and this kid fell out and just was shaking on the floor there for about 30 minutes before the service even began like a fish out of water Sweat, I mean they got the A.C. going, sweat was dripping off of them. It was a sight to see. Now most, most people would go, this can't be church. That's that ain't, that ain't church because he's down here flopping around like a fish. Because see, we want everything to be nice and tidy and in order. Nothing wrong with that. But sometimes when God shows up, he messes it up. Now, here's the story behind the 10-year-old kid. See, I don't know and you don't know what God's doing in terms of the operation of healing somebody. See, words can only go so far. Counseling can only go so far. Wisdom and counseling, that's needed, but it can only go so far. So... He gets up and gets, because every Friday that would have a testimony. And he was one of the ones that got to go up and share his testimony. He was around 10-ish. He was abused almost his whole life. And I'm not going to get into the details. But that incident right there healed him. Weeping and crying up there with the preacher. Because God touched him and healed him you ought to be excited about it now this is a word for somebody in here I was friends with two PhD they were husband and wife their PhD they had a counseling clinic it was in psychiatry highly educated very beautiful young couple and every time there was a Thanksgiving or holiday, I should say, a major holiday, his wife would go bonkers, PhD, and mess up the whole holiday, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, you know, uh, Easter, Fourth of July, and they tried to work it out together, two PhDs, and it never could get to... See, if you got a problem, you got to get to the root. It's not just putting a mandate on something, it's getting to the root to get it healed. I know what I'm talking about, I hadn't walked through this myself. Of course, being PhDs, they had a circle of eight PhDs. So they said, well, you need to go see, maybe we're too close to the forest. So she went to the other associate uh, PhDs that they were in the circles with. Never could get to the bottom while she was doing this. You know, scripture says the sins of the Father will pass down a generation to generation. You know, somebody's got to come along and break that. It's not, and, and it can be physiological, in other words, a, a disease passed down. A genetic deficiency passed down. It can also be a deficiency in the spirit, by the way. We we overlook that. We don't we forget about that. And so they're telling me the story. After they couldn't get to any further resolve, they come up with a brilliant idea. Let's pray about this. <laughs> so they prayed. Holy Spirit spoke to her and said, I want you to go to your dad's grave site, get all your photo albums out, go there with some chairs and sit down there and go through each picture and where a bad memory comes up about your father forgiving. PhDs. So they did that. They went there, they sat there, they were there for half a day. She'd get to a place to start weeping and crying and forgive her dad. And by the end of her going through however many photo albums she had, she was set free. And she never had that problem again. Here was the sin of the father. He was only a holiday drunk. So every holiday that they ever had when she was growing up, Her father would get drunk and ruin the holiday for everybody. He never drank any other time. It was just on the holidays. Oh, no, 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 no. You mean really? You'd be surprised. Ray Johnson, friend of this church, married to a beautiful black lady. He's white. His two daughters are at uh, UCLA. They were track stars there. He was a missionary. Here's his story. This is a word for somebody. Here's his story. He's sitting in the living room reading the newspaper on a Sunday and his daughter, one of the track star daughters, comes, comes walking by on her tippy toes, right? Generational sins. So he noticed that and he didn't think anything about it, and he said, Well, she must be building up her calves for track. And she the other girl came in, was doing the same thing. They're going back and forth. So he, he put the paper down. And he said, Are y'all building up your calves for track? No, Daddy. Well, why are you walking on your tippy toes? It's a word for somebody. Why are you working, why are you walking on your tippy toes? Well, Daddy, that's what you do. I do not yes you do daddy we see you you're doing it all the time Sally get in here do I walk on my tippy toes yes you do honey and he had a flashback here's the flashback he got I've had these where I've got delivered here's this flashback When he was a kid, him and his brother, at night when his dad would come in, would be so drunk, but he was a violent drunk, that when he would go in and pass out in the bed, the mom would say, walk on your tippy toes. Don't wake up your dad. You know what he's gonna do if he wakes up. And a generational curse was birthed. Somebody's gotta break the generational curse. And the only one that I know that can do it is Jesus Christ. He told his son, hey, go down there, and I want you to get a rock and roll album with Bob Dylan. Bring it back. Because, see, he realized their whole household was hush-hush. It was quiet. No noise. So they put that album on. They cranked it up. They got pots and pans. They all marched around dancing. They didn't dance. They were dancing and banging on pots and pans, and they were having a down because they were making a statement in yeah. the spiritual realm. See, sometimes you got to get demonstrative to say, "No more. This is it. You're not going to invade my space and my kids, my grandkids. It's not just for you." See, your deliverance is always, get this, it's for somebody else. It's not just for you to get delivered. It's for you to get delivered so you can help somebody else get delivered. It's always for somebody else, not just you, not just me. And I'm talking from experience I've been through. I don't have time to get into that. This is for somebody that's carrying generational curses. And we're gonna get, you know, we're, we're gonna proceed in the message, but the Holy Spirit's wanting to bring something about. Can we give him the time? got too many prophecies we got too much of these men that are here there's too much deposited in us from the Holy Ghost for us not to have an impact I'm telling you this church is going to be an epic center and it's going to be a revival and listen get your preconceived ideas out of the way because it ain't going to happen the way you think it's supposed to happen the last revival that I had that I had the privilege of leading, we had people up at the altar here throwing up. People in the bathrooms throwing up. People throwing their marijuana away in the trash cans. That's church. That's another that's another sign of a church. It isn't about where everybody shows up in a white tie and a shirt and you know all this and Everything, everybody's clean, everybody, oh no. There's all kinds of devils running around. I've been in this too long. Just, just say it like it's raw, it's like Johnny. Johnny went out and smoked a cigarette and had a revelation. Now the cigarette didn't do anything. That's just as happened, but I'm just telling it to you in the raw. I had a friend who came to church. He said, uh, "I was curious." I said, "Why?" Because he wasn't a church guy. Why'd you come to church? Because I was getting drunk in the bar. God spoke to me. You think God can go into a bar, or do you think He only comes into a church building? <laughs> Went into a bar and spoke to him and told him, "Get into church." Clear as you know. He said it was a clear as a bell and his whole life changed after that. God's everywhere. <laughs> the hardest place God has to penetrate is the Supreme Court. And the and the halls of our Congress. You'll have to chew on that for a while. And it's not saying he's not breaking in there with some people. It's just saying they're not listening too good. Amen. Went to a conference. Barbara Wintroble was there. A bunch of other notables. Uh, I had a friend with me. I don't believe in none of this. Because there was words of Prophecy. Uh, people are a bit falling out let me tell you something about it. you know there's there's wheat and shaft you understand that there's wheat and tares do you understand that in every setting in every church in any organization I don't care if it's secular or church you got tares and wheat what are you getting at this is what I'm getting at when God moves do you think there might be a little bit of flesh that's involved in that with people showing off or this or that. Yeah, but that doesn't negate that God is moving. And that's where we miss it. We don't have spiritual eyes to see. Are you with me? So the guy that was with me, I don't believe in this. And I said, I'll tell you what. And there was a particular guy there he didn't like. We called him, we nicknamed him Mountain Man. Got a big old beard and he was eating uh powdered donuts he had white powder all over his beard and that's how he prophesied he'd come up to you eating one of them powdered donuts and he'd read your belt you know read your mail he said i don't like that guy you don't like the presentation I said, I'm going to tell you what, that guy's going to come over here and prophesy to you, you're thinking too much with your brain and not enough in your spirit. I'll believe it when I see it. And almost as soon as I finish saying that, here come mountain man. And walked up to him and told him, you're thinking too much with your mind. You're not listening to your spirit. And bam.
1: Nobody touched
0: him. Bam, he hit the floor under the power of God. When he got up, he wasn't saying, I don't believe in this. Well, yes, you can tell, we're not going to have a message today. This was the message. But so what we're going to do, you know, we're going to go on and we still got structure, right? So we're gonna take up our tithes and offering, take communion, and then we're gonna be dismissed. So those that are gonna be helping with communion, come on up.
1: While they're, while they're coming down, we're just going to uh, we're going to pray,
0: and uh, for Holy Communion, I know God so wants to connect with us uh, during Communion during any time. So let's pray, Lord. We want Your presence. We seek not only seek Your will, Lord God. We've heard so many times in our life that this is the meal that heals. So I pray that today, while we're taking this, that I just proclaim healing over everybody that's here, Lord God, and that Your message today, Lord, Your message is they take root. Lord, I pray that we would always discern and ask the Holy Spirit, Lord God, that we're right standings with you. So I pray that you bless these uh, elements that are your spiritual body. Thank you, King Jesus. We love you. We ask that you would bless this time together in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.
1: Hallelujah to you, Lord, this morning. We thank you for your words to us this morning. I think he really wants us to just uh, let those words settle in, those words that were for you specifically. Lay hold of them. Let them sink deeply in order that we might be changed. Changed. You know, when I came to church, I changed this morning. I put a tie on and real pants. <laughs> Did you notice? Change something. Reposition yourself. What he really wants is to change our minds, isn't it? And to see things the way he sees them. So, so many times we don't comprehend what God has done. We don't understand some things that happen. But God wants us to know that yet he is God. He doesn't change. We change. Well, sometimes that takes something physical to move toward him and every step that we take toward him, whatever that change may be, he will honor it and bless it. Let's bring him our tithes and our offerings this morning as a token of our thanksgiving for all that he has done and all that he is continuing to do this morning. Amen? Come on, ushers. Come on up here. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. And praise him above, ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, guys. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: we We're going to forego the announcements, Uh, just get your bulletins. I also want to tell you about, you know, uh, we as Christians should be protecting the most innocent, and that's those little children in the womb. And so this week, they got some laws that are going to be voted on in regards to the abortion issue. Get informed, call who you need to call, make an effort, you know, take about 15 minutes of your time out. And, and find out who it is that you need to call to make sure that we get a good vote as, as much as possible. Uh, we're the defenders of the yes, of those innocent children. And if not us, then who? Yes, so anyway, why don't we all stand? And I'm going to pray over you, and then we'll be dismissed. Oh, women's meeting right after church. Uh and uh, get with uh, Mary Lou and Debbie. Okay, Father, we thank you, uh, Lord. It's not about anything other than you coming and and visiting us and changing us. And we want to thank you for these attributes of your character that you have. You're long suffering. You're slow to anger. You're full of mercy. You're always forgiving. And I can't think of a better attorney to have in my courtroom than you, Jesus. You're the great defender. And I thank you, Lord, that you stand beside us because of your shed blood. And you represent us in this court of the universe against satanic forces and evil accusations that would come against you in our church, your church. So, Father, we thank you for those attributes that we can rely on. We can trust in that because you don't change in regards to that. Your ethics are high. Your ethics are true. And so, Father, we ask you, guard over our children, guard over our families, and help us with this nation. Father, we ask this through your son, Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, come. Amen. Thank y'all. Y'all go in the blessings of the Lord. Yeah. Give him a hand clap.